Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. I am riding solo for this third um, installment of, I think I might call it spilling tea and then just name them sub, subtopics, but basically I'm doing reviews on three different founder stash um, from Blonde Brothers and then just top talking topics, nothing major. Hey, Doug, what's this? What we got back here? I'm not drinking that. I was trying to get something to add some some length to this podcast, but 15, 20, 30 minutes. We're all over the place. So, first topic. See if we got any new topics. Lose two comments. <laughs> Defense. And I guess Big Red Droid is good. That's not a topic. Ay, 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 these guys. I can't get nothing good out of these jackasses, man. I feel like I'm always on my own in these podcasts. Get no help. No help at all. All right, well, for those of you that are around the bourbon groups, know that Four Roses has recently sent or started having people who pick barrels with them sign a agreement that they won't put any secondary waxes or stickers on them. Um, and some have even gone to the extent, I think, BTAC sent a group some cease and desist later letters over their somebody a uh, group I'm in, Pacific Northwest, put uh, a, f- a fake uh, O-Rip Van Winkle and Lot B sticker on their new riff, which <clears throat> makes me want to just throw stuff. But that's beside the point. Should they or shouldn't they be allowed to do this? And I think they should. I think as long as you pay for the barrel, you pay for the bottles, and you're not harming the brand. And anybody who buys that bottle will know. But it's not really O-Rip Van Winkle, obviously. It's a new riff bottle. It's not Lot B. But people are, well, BTAC is very litigious when it comes to suing people, just like they were at Castle of Key with the old uh, Colonel Taylor distillery. They didn't want they want this sign taken down that was a hundred years old. Take this sign off. It's like, come on, man. That's your history. Just let it go. Let it be. You all have enough money. You have enough stuff. Let people be. Do you really need to send? Do you really need to spend the money that it takes to have any kind of lawyer draft up a letter, a cease and desist letter over a couple stupid stickers? And in Four Roses, it's like it wasn't that long ago. People weren't buying your shit, period. And now you want to get start getting. That's the thing it comes down to. It's like now that their name has been made so big, they got to start getting nitpicky. And it's goofy, in my opinion. It's just just let people be. They pay for the barrel. 
if they want to have fun and put a sticker on them, okay. Now, when you get into the waxes and you get into the, the hydro dips and all that stuff, it's like, that becomes something else. That's like a just a dumbass way to make money off these bottles. And I don't think that the distilleries are looking at it like that, like people are making money off it on a secondary level. I think they're looking at it as a fact that it's taking away from their brand. That's the only way I can assume that they look at it, because I don't know what they're thinking personally. So, yeah, I just think Four Roses doing that goofy as shit. It only makes them look bad, really, honestly. <laughs> Ford Ray asked, does MDP taste better while listening to fish live shows? Let's discuss. Um, verklempt. Just thinking about it. Oh, God. Um, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, Ford. I've never been to a fish live show. I would assume there's more, uh, Wacky tobacco going on there than than uh, bourbon. So bringing up BTAC or bringing up uh, Buffalo Trace blends recently, <laughs> similar to uh, April Fool's joke, but it's not April. When people started posting pictures of Elmer T. Lee as a BTAC, but everybody knew that was a joke because it was it was. April Fools. So obviously that's a joke and it keeps going year after year. People still fall for it. It's, it's stupid. It's goofy. Why are you still falling for it? So somebody a few days ago posted a picture of Blends B-Tech with the horse on top and the little, which Buffalo Trace would never do. They would never put a horse on top first off for that. And they would never put a little brown <sighs> What's the, the name of the, like the little teeth cut, like they put on the, the Buffalo Trace bottle or the, uh, the, uh, the Blanton's bottle, the brown paper that's on it, like that outside little teeth. It had a little strip of that on it for the Blanton's. It's like, if you fall for that, you're go you're a goofy, gullible asshole, but Buffalo Trace is litigious as they are, like we just spoke about. They sent somebody a cease and desist letter for that, too. Breaking bourbon. Come on, Buffalo Trace. Get over yourself. Seriously, get over yourself. And I went there last week, and they were, I mean, the, the tour guide and the person that did the, the pick with us couldn't have been the nicer. I mean, we saw places that I never thought. I, I saw a cooler. They had a cooler there that they put bourbon barrels in to slow or stop the aging. Amazing. They had bought, they had barrels of OKC that's worth a million dollars in there because they wanted to stop the aging of it. They wanted they want to have a 50-year-old whiskey that tastes like a 20-year-old whiskey or a 30-year-old whiskey that tastes like a 15-year-old whiskey because once it gets to 30 years old, it's gross. It's way too over-oaked. But they could sell it for more. All right. Last topic. This is going to be like a 12 minute episode. Uh, so many podcasts and YouTube shows. I was looking for topics on Bourboner because there's no better place to look for topics than Bourboner. And it, I'm struck, literally struck, 
by the quantity of shows advertised on here for YouTube, mostly YouTube podcasts, Bourbon Life podcast, uh, Randall Cunningham, or, uh, Randall Sullivan doing the one down in Texas, the bourbon. What is what's the name of that one? Come on, I just saw it a minute ago. Bourbon Real Talk, Randall Cunningham, three he- episode one eleven. Randall's a good dude. And then you got dudes that I've never heard of before. Hops and Spirits. Oh, talking to oh, Chris from Traverse City. I mean, that's a real great conversation, I'm sure. Uh, What was the other one I saw? Real interesting name. Oh, Joshua Gull and his, uh, his YouTube show. The first thing he brought up, or this episode, Blanton's in early times, ball and bonded. A face-off. Ugh. Come on, man. Not like these topics I'm bringing up are any better, but what a bunch of tatered-ass shit. He said he wasn't. When he brought that up on Bourboner, he first posted, he was like, this is going to be geared toward taters. Ah, it's geared towards taters. Dang, man. Quick whiskey shots. And there's so many podcasts. It's all... I can't tell you how many times I thought about just stopping this, and I probably should. I probably should just give it up. It's not worth it at this point. It's, I'm just talking to the ether. I have stuff for my kid to listen to once I pass away, I guess. That's about the best thing that's going to come from this. But nobody knows who you are or cares about your opinion on whiskey Less people know these people than know me. And I'm not saying I'm known, but it's like you just because you have a YouTube channel doesn't mean anybody should listen to your reviews on whiskey because you know nothing. You never picked a barrel. You don't know anything about the intricacies of whiskey. You're learning on the fly just to get some sort of notoriety and be just everybody's looking for fame now everybody wants fame that's what it's all about and bourbon's a thing let's try to get into bourbon it's like it's a saturated market man i'm sitting here by myself in my living room with a zoom h4 h6 one mic and a headset these guys have full setups in their basement with bottles behind them and they couldn't tell you any tasting notes because it's they don't know them they're new to whiskey and they're trying to tell you how to listen, how to taste it. I've never told anybody how to taste whiskey. I can give you tips. I can tell you what I taste. But in all honesty, I'm not uh, qualified to tell anybody, you know, what whiskey tastes like. I'm giving my opinion on it. They're giving their opinions. But... They don't have six years of whiskey in their background and picking barrels to give their, their opinions and make anything meaningful. They're just there to, to try to make some money. Quick buck, little notoriety. Let me bring my wife on here that has some big titties. Sorry, E on this one. Bring my wife with the big titties. Bring my, my friend that's got a funny lisp or my friend that's got a funny face. Or we'll sit around a small table and basically have the camera looking up our shorts. I mean, that's, 
that's basically equivalent of what's going on now. There are four good podcasts. Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Podcast, and uh, Chris Hart's podcast is pretty good, bourbon-wise. There's a couple others that are pretty good. I mean, My Bourbon Journey, Perry's good, although his voice kind of puts me to sleep. But, I mean, there's nobody doing what I'm doing, which is solo shit. And that's probably why I'm getting the listeners that I'm getting. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, let's cut this. We're at 12 minutes. Fucking. Nobody wants to listen to my ass for more than 12 minutes. I'm spiraling tonight. Last one's uh, Founder Stash Runoff. Runoffed. And this is spicy. That's a spicy enchilada. That's a spicy meatball. Oh, man. You really get the rye in that one. Ryan tannins. Oak tannins. You should see the oil in the ring around my glass when I spin this. The legs are stupid. Long and thick. Just how I like them. <laughs> um, all right, let's do the palette. Mm-hmm. See, that one's more fruity. It's like fruity oak tannins. And then the finish. Chocolate. Slightly lingering on the back of the palate. Mm. Now it's coming. It's making a comeback. That's nice. I think if I had to make, if I had to make a snap judgment, Sweet Tarts is my favorite of these four that I had, but I didn't have any more to drink tonight. I'd say defense and runoff are probably my two favorites. Big Red Droid slightly behind that. This one has a little more uh, complexity. They're all very similar. This one has a little more, a little bit more cherry sweetness to it. A little less tannic. All right. Until next time, enjoy your pours. Enjoy your family. Stop buying stup- stupid shit. Stop being a tater. If you have any questions, message me. <laughs> uh, www.giftsonglass.net. Get any swag from Tom. We still have we have glasses. We have shirts. We have sweatshirts. We have hats. Get your Bourbon Boy swag before it's gone because we discontinue this podcast. Until next time, enjoy your pours. Enjoy your family.